0: Welcome to uh, another episode of Cracking the Restaurant Labor Crunch. Today, I have Jill Raff, who is the CEO and founder of the Jill Raff Group. How are you, Jill? Good morning. Good morning. I'm
1: great. So nice to speak with you.
0: We're going to get into a lot of stuff that wraps around the employee experience and customer experience. And so I'm looking looking forward to today's uh, call. Before we get started, I want to thank our uh, Diamond sponsor, Performance Food Service, for all their support of the show. They are at performancefoodservice.com. So Jill, uh, we we actually haven't talked directly, but indirectly through our through our friend Roger, who's also part of the show. I know he maybe he's been on your podcast, you've been on his podcast, things like that. So um, and I know you've seen some of our programming. And so this show is all about restaurants struggling with the labor situation. And uh, as we touched on briefly before we started recording, uh, you're in the the Austin marketplace, which is a great restaurant marketplace. I'm sure you've seen for hiring sale uh, for uh, hiring signs there. Uh, you've talked to restaurants all over the country. What are you seeing in the
1: landscape of people and restaurants? You know, unfortunately, I think I think it's like everyone else everywhere. It is really tough time right now. It's tough to attract the right people. It's tough to retain the right people. I mean, I'm, you know, preaching to the choir here. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows the problem that they're having. And, and I think part of the problem that I'm seeing from feedback from some of my clients is that. It's, it feeds on itself, right? I, I think what we're experiencing is that because of the shortage, those that do show up, which we should be really giving a lot of praise and supporting them in any way possible, they're being overworked mm-hmm. because there's not enough staff. So they're being you know worked way more hours than really... A person, one person, should be done. They're getting abused by customers who are just rude and nasty and not appreciating the fact that they, in fact, are the ones they're showing up uh, to serve them. And and so then they have an, you know the turnover problem, right? Which there was always a really bad turnover problem, but now this lack of of enough people, I think, is exacerbating that problem.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt you hit on the on the formula there that kind of feeds feeds into itself, and exactly that. Let's one of the things that's come up in a, in a couple of the calls, and and I know it's on your website because I saw it. Is that it's this this phrase "employer of choice," mm-hmm. and I know it's going to feed exactly into what you talk about. And we've had some episodes that touched on culture, and we've had operators and so forth. But but what's going to be good about your calls? This is what you guys do from, uh, and so it's going to be good to hear your opinion of it what can restaurants do in this kind of trying time to be that employer of choice when it's uh, slim pickings out there and you got to kind of bring people to your brand. How do you think, how do you think about it?
1: I think about it this way, Jamie, you have to not, you have to resist the temptation to do warm body hiring. Mm -hmm. I call it warm body hiring, right? Because, you know, people talk about fogging a mirror the temptation is we just need bodies in the store. We just need bodies in on the floor, in the front, um, you know, in the kitchen, whatever it is. And while yes, that does appease short-term crunch, ultimately you're creating a culture within your company. You're creating an atmosphere and an energy and environment within your people that will likely be completely, you know, unaligned, Disalign, is it disalign? Disalignment, yeah. Um, they, will, they will not be um, this collaborative, cohesive group and it's really gonna lead to bigger problems. So I wanna encourage everyone to take a deep breath, stop and say, is this person that we're thinking of hiring, are they in alignment with our core values? Are they in alignment with our brand promise? Is it someone that we can educate in this way. So I don't believe in just training. We need to really educate them in understanding who we are and your particular brand and make sure that they're the right fit for your company, for your culture. And when I say that, I really mean in terms of are they going to be the ones to be able to express who you are to your customers because mm-hmm. they are your front line to your customers. So I think that's going to be the really important takeaway is Hire people who are in alignment with your values, your brand promise, and not just warm body.
0: I I like to (laughs) jot stuff down, so that's what I'm doing over here. But um, and I wrote I wrote down a couple things. Um, One of it ties right back to something I saw. I think it was like LinkedIn this morning. Like you know. you can't just hire for experience anymore, right? Because they may not be available, but you can hire for that right attitude that you're talking about, this alignment, the personality, because you can train the other stuff. So that's one thing. And I'm sure people are, are feeling that. Um, but you talk about core values and brand promise, what's a quick overview there? If, if someone hasn't captured that for themselves, for their restaurant, how can they go through that exercise?
1: Yeah, that is actually one of the offerings that I um, provide to clients to help them get clarity on what that is. If they've never done it at all, I can help them establish what that is so it's unique to their brand and what they want to put out to the community at large. If they already have a, a, a core value, mission, vision, which hopefully they have, but if not, that's fine. It doesn't matter because the truth is... Right now, unfortunately, those who are missing the boat are still working in 2019 models. They're still working according to those values that were established in 2019. And pandemic has changed the playing field. It is completely different. You cannot work and survive and thrive in this new environment if you're still working from pre-pandemic thinking. And so... I also go in and then say, okay, this is what you had before, so let's look at it and let's keep the pieces that are really important, but let's figure out where are the gaps that are um, not current with what's happening in today's marketplace, and let's retweak really that um, your values, your vision, your mission, let's tweak it so that you're current not only for today, but you're, you're set up to go forward in the future and scale other concepts with the same ideas.
0: Have you seen a restaurant uh, do this really well in terms of right now telling their story, the fact that they're unique on their website and social? uh, Maybe it's a video, at least a story, at least a paragraph on their website. Anything you've seen? Well, it doesn't, and maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be a restaurant. But I I really think there's an opportunity to do those things so that if I was looking for a job, I could go to the website or I could go to your social channels and really get a feel for who you are. And hopefully that actually reflects the reality of who you are. But like, how can restaurants do it well? Or have you seen people do it well? What do you think?
1: You know, I think whether I've seen a lot of things on TV, which of course we're talking about a much bigger market, but it's just to give you an example, which I think it's been done really successfully. Some of these larger companies, um, Interestingly, so you think about Nike or um, even some insurance companies, I, I can't think of the exact brands right now, but I remember watching something the other day and I was like, oh, wow, I was so surprised that actually who was the, the advertisement was for, because I think the trend is that they are promoting lifestyle, they're promoting their values. Again, this ties in perfectly with what you were just saying what we were talking about in terms of values and and making sure those are redefined for today, the new way that you want your communication to come across, whether it's in a magazine an advertisement, your website, especially it has to start with your website or any other uh, PR that you put out there. It needs to be according to who you are, what you stand for, uh what you believe in this is what's important today to both employees and to your customers they will support businesses who are in alignment with their own values so people want to know what is this company about not just what do they sell what service can i get what's their price what's the best price they want to know beyond that what do you stand for and where is my money going to through your company succeeding, right? Through me supporting your company. And I think that's really crucial. And so that would be my biggest takeaway in what, however you present yourself uh, forward, whether it's your website or anything else, make sure that your, your values, who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in, who the people are that work for you. So then people who are looking for jobs, if they see it, they're like, oh, they're speaking to me, right? Speak into their language, use their words of what means something to them. And that's when you're going to capture the right fit culturally for your company and not just resume. And you're right, Jamie, I, I totally agree. And I've always said this before, you hire for attitude, for value alignment. It's not just for, for resume because you can always train for that.
0: Yeah, and it's 100% the, uh, the seller's market or buyer's market. Like Anyway, the employees have the choice of where to go. I might be mm-hmm. saying it backwards, but they have the choice. And so they literally could sit back on their computer and go to your website, your website, your Facebook, your Instagram, and someone else's Twitter feed and like get a feel for who you are. So you're missing the boat if you don't capture that. And it's easy because I keep doing this in all these episodes. But you have a movie studio in your hand that is fine. That's all you need to do. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be overproduced. Like literally shoot something in your kitchen, selfie style, if you feel like it. That just talks about who you are. People will get that. Um, obviously, it'd be great to have some good talking points, like Jill talked about, who you know that actually enc- encapsulate who you are. But even just be authentic. That will really come through as well. So yeah. there are lots of opportunities to do that uh, and sh- and show who you are and become that that employer of choice because. You know, again, if I, if, you know, we have kids some some kids that are becoming employee type age, right? They can, they, they can go work for 50 type people right now, but where do they want to go? They want to go to those brands that they, they, they have affinity for that kind of show excitement and energy and so forth. Then there's so many blah brands that you walk into. So I would never want to work there. Why would anybody, you can't figure And now, is it a surprise? Nobody wants to work there. Right. So, uh, you know, little, um, little one, go ahead. I,
1: when you just said that, it made me think about, um, so <clears throat> Uh, the Johnstone uh, family group in McDonald's, they're McDonald's owner operators in Panama city. They have done a brilliant job actually of conveying this on their social media. And they've taken videos of their different employees and kind of shown their process. And they interview them, what they think about it. What's their favorite thing of working there? um, What, and they show how they um, empower their people through, um, they're working at this, this group, the family, the Johnson family group, and they actually ask questions and they show video of them working and Mm -hmm. of them interviewing, talking about what it is that they get, what do they benefit from working there? How do they feel? And that's, what's so important, right? The old Maya Angelou like quote, right? Tap into how people feel to work there. And I think they did a brilliant job of that. So I would recommend anyone checking back and past, um, post from in LinkedIn for that.
0: Well, it's fine. It's fine. Well, I guess we'll stay here for a second. I saw on your site a little before there's, there's a deep connection to McDonald's in your family too, from what I saw, right? You guys
1: owned, owned some growing up and you saw, you saw firsthand that, right? A hundred percent. My parents were early owner operators, uh, four years into the corporation's formation. Uh, their first store was number 150 and, um, So I literally, literally grew up in the business. So it's just even through osmosis, you know, work there from as early as I could answering phones at the age of seven and working my way through. And uh, you know, that stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we as all hospitality people, we have some certain gene in there. There's something about us, right. That we, we love to give, we love to take care of and nurture. And this was something that I just completely absorbed the values of what, was just a startup and people didn't know what it was. I mean, it was a risk, a 15 cent hamburger. And now, you know, it wasn't the McDonald's of today, but I think it has become that uh, because of these values and because of what was um, maintained throughout their growth. And now they're looking at it again and they're putting their people first and they're making a big effort to do that, to bring that back to some of those original values that I grew up with Ray Kroc, the founder.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, and it's a challenge as you get gigantic to uh, to to do that over so, so many so many stores and so many restaurants. And I yeah. think a lot of folks lose that over time, which which leaves open the door for independence to be special too. And that's, right. that's what's great about the business. So let's go to your formula: ex to ex to cx, and how you think about that the employee engagement, uh, uh, employee experience, leadership. What's the what's the formula that restaurants can really point to?
1: So. Um- you know, I actually my my in, proprietary framework is called the Inside Out Framework, and it's and it's based on my E three formula, which is since you mentioned formula, um, it's educate times engage times entrust equals happy loyal employees, which happy loyal employees will equal happy loyal customers, and the whole idea behind that, as I mentioned and alluded to before is that you don't just train your people, you have to really educate them first. You have to learn about them. The education goes both ways. And that's really key throughout your process. It is a two-way street. You know, Before the pandemic, it was a lot of one-way direct- directives, but now you have to listen to your people. You have to ask them, Many questions. Not once a year. You have to be in touch with them as to who they are as people, and that's something that you you continue throughout the entire employee journey. So I do like employee journey uh, mapping. My process is based on the employee journey. So many people do customer journey stuff, and um, but I really focus on the employee side. And and a lot of it I start with, you know, looking at with companies where is there are a lot of perception gaps. You know, Bain and Company showed that 80% of companies executives, uh owners feel that they're delivering a superior customer experience while only 8% of customers agree with that. So that's oh. a huge dangerous gap to live in. So I like to start out by doing a gap analysis uh with people to really see where is that um where's the perception gap happening? Where is the alignment? missing in that. Because without alignment, you will never be able to deliver. um, You'll never be able to keep your people. You'll never be able to deliver great customer experience. And then often I find, Jamie, that uh, there's a lack of expectations management. Mm. So they complain about their people, both employees and customers. But the question is, where does the responsibility lie? Have they, as management, upper management owners, made it very clear what are the expectations no one can ever live up to an expectation unless it's been clearly defined and so that's when you get into communication and I, I have various trainings and and workshops around various um elements of this but in general um i call that whole category expectations management and there's one on the leadership side i've kind of coined the term lx from leadership experience mm-hmm. um Next, of course, would be the employee experience side and the management, uh, making sure that they're in alignment with what, what their um, owners are and what they are, or, or, or sorry, what the owners want to be passed down and what the owners want their restaurants to reflect. And then of course, lastly, if you get all of that right, then your customer experience is gonna flow much more naturally. So that's just kind of a, a quick uh, summary.
0: Yeah, there's there, there's a lot there, and the expectation piece is 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 a very good one to point out, and so forth. You know, we we, we hand people the the keys to the kingdom, expect them to know exactly what to do without without giving the directions and the and the roadmap, and that's not not a good way to to get there. I wrote down edu- educate, engage, and entrust. On the engage side, you made a good point about um, it's not it can't be once a year anymore. Like especially, I, I, people will say millennials or younger folks want more feedback more often and things like that. What
1: are some tips for that engagement piece? Um, I think you need to just create a system really put it into your day-to-day process to be able to have a touch point. You could even do a daily huddle it's one of the things that I suggest that it's been used you know by many companies if daily depending upon your cruise and your shift and all that don't work you could at minimum you know a weekly huddle and then figure out maybe, twice a month or something, you can figure out a time to get the different shifts together so that you have everyone there. Um, and you're creating that cohesive connection when you do that. You know, I have a, my another kind of motto I have is transform transactions into interactions. Mm-hmm. And that's internally as well. You need to transform this disconnect that's happening. And then the only way to do that is to have some face-to-face. Now, I know that's a whole thing with the pandemic right now. But what at minimum, you know, in a Zoom call. But I think now with, fortunately, a lot of the vaccines and and just keeping safe with with masks, whatever it is, there are still ways now that we fortunately can do that we couldn't do a year ago, um, and so I think you have to make. Uh, ways to have the touch point, to hear what they have to say, to ask those questions, to make sure the expectations are understood. And again, and it works both ways. And, you know, another thing I've found with clients that they complain about um, their people not following through that. And then they're like, well, I can't really hold them accountable because I need my people. Big problem. You, you have to have accountability, but you can't have accountability without first making sure that your expectations are on point and, and you have communication. That's the biggest yeah. takeaway is communicate, communicate, communicate at every opportunity and create those situations where they feel they can even anonymously give feedback because people are, f- are afraid of repercussions, right? Retribution, Provide them not only ways in person, but also provide ways for anonymous feedback.
0: That's a good idea. Yeah, the anonymous piece. Just in case, It may be something really serious, but you feel like, oh, jeez, if I say that, I'm going to get in trouble or people are going to look bad. But it's re- you feel like it's really important. So that that is a good point. And there's probably not enough of that in the system. The uh, daily huddle or daily meeting, absolutely. We have a lot on, on pre-shift, especially for restaurants to mm-hmm. communicate. There's so much going on. And don't, don't miss this step. I mean, it, it, it's critically important. It cannot be overemphasized. How important it is to do that, and I know there's people coming in on a rotating basis. So find a way systematically to convey the information that comes in, and the people that miss shifts and so forth. It's incredibly important. You have to do that. Um, Jamie, can I just 100%, mention 100%. one
1: thing on that that yeah. you talk about? You know, in terms of your pre-shift, uh, your pre-service meetings. You know, I find that usually it's it's running through the menu, making sure special items, maybe who's at what table, if you have special events, birthdays, whatever. That's an, a perfect opportunity. To slide in there, Um, you know, I'm sure you've probably heard this before a million times and probably people on your uh, podcast, but uh, Horst Schultz, right, of Ritz-Carlton is famous for their, I think it's 26 standards of service. And every day he would review one standard of service, would go out with an email or whatever it is, and everyone functions on that standard of service. They focus on that. They live into that. And that's something that I suggest, like in the daily huddle, is highlight one key value that's important that you want everyone to focus on. And then the next day, maybe reward someone who, you know, maybe best exhibited those Mm -hmm. values. And then you go through them. And then when you get to the end of however many there are, and that would be something that would be a great thing to establish when you're doing the work around your vision, your values, vision, and mission. Once you go through all those, you start all over again. So it's a it's a never-ending process. It's not like this boot camps where people are trained and then that's it. They're thrown out. They shadow maybe for a day and they're thrown out on the floor and then there's nothing else after. This keeps it consistent. And then you're, you're rotating through those values over and over and over to where at that point, it really becomes second nature. You really just know it, you live it, you breathe it. It's not something that's like, oh yeah, now I have to remember it. Wait, what was that? Um, oh yeah, I'm supposed to do this. It becomes a part of who you are.
0: That's right. Yeah. It's, I'm glad you mentioned that again, because you, you, you talked about it in a little bit different way. We, we talked about some of that in one of the other interviews, the idea, I think they had like 20, whatever is 26 in the high twenties and they go through it. Uh, but even if your restaurant had seven things, like you said, boom, 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 boom. Okay. You're not done you do it again. Boom, 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 And then you do it again and again and again. And all of a sudden that repetition builds a habit, builds a framework, and then you're you're, you're off and running. So we, we, we've covered a lot right here. Um, parting thoughts, website,
1: resources, where can they go to find out more? Thank you. Um, my name, jillraf.com and Raf is often misunderstood. So it's our like Ronald, A like apple pie and double F like french fry, jillraff.com. And uh, I would love to offer everyone a a resource. Um, It's how to double your Yelp reviews in 10 days. Mm -hmm. And you can find that at my website, jillraff.com forward slash help with Yelp, and we'll get you that link. Um, Yeah. and, And I would love to just open um up conversations to see what's going on in your organization right now how can we help you um see if we're a good fit we may not be but if not i certainly would refer you to someone else and i have a great cohort of uh, 14 other people that i work with too so we're a strong team to help you scale and, and get whatever um you need accomplished
0: yeah this this part of the equation uh i think was probably overlooked historically because business was so easy it's so easy to attract mm. people and now moving forward, I, I'd like, I hope that this part sticks where you need to really think about who you are and why you exist and why people should work for you. And, and, and people like Jill can build that formula into you. I love the, I love the double F like French fry. That's good. So that's a good, especially as we talk about the restaurant stuff. So Jill, uh, Jill, I appreciate you. Uh, once again, I want to go out and thank uh, performance food service for sponsoring the show as our diamond sponsor. Appreciate them. You can find Jill and her stuff at JillRaff.com. That's J I L L R A F F. Dot .com I appreciate you. Thanks everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you.